This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we learn to open our hearts and love authentically. It's an honor to have you here. Now, let's go deep together. Sunshine coming in from Bali as I sit on the front porch of my beautiful bungalow and just observe the rainfall happening. Here in Bali, we get lots of tropical rainstorms, and it's such a great and potent reminder for me of how quickly things change and how nothing's ever permanent. I can be walking down the beautiful, vibrant streets of Abud in the sun with my sun hat on because it's so bright and hot one moment. And within minutes, clouds will come over the sky and a torrential downpour will move in. And in those moments, I simply breathe and do my best to embrace the storm Because I know, like all things, the storm is not permanent. The darkness will subside and the light will come back through. Oh, what a juicy, potent metaphor for life. You feel? (laughs) I'm so grateful to have you all with me today. Thank you for choosing to let me come into your ear right now. Hmm. I have a very, very exciting episode for you all today. It's been a long, long time coming. Today I'll be sharing a conversation I had with someone I love very much, one of my dearest friends, and the man I recently separated from, um, Warren. Warren Kistenbroker is on the podcast today. Yay! <laughs> I know long-time listeners have been waiting for this episode for quite some time, so I feel really excited to bring this to you all. Um, so I'll, we'll go into that in just a minute, uh, but before we do, as always, I would like to start today's episode with some gratitude. Mm. <sighs> and today, I want to share my gratitude for... <sighs> For, I feel grateful in this moment for new experiences and just grateful for how much newness is available at every moment. Um, You know, I recently got on this plane on a one-way ticket kind of not knowing what the hell I was doing and flew myself across the world to a new country 
actually, I didn't fly myself. A really skilled pilot flew me here. <laughs> and now it's like I'm in this new life. And just every day is so new and, and different and, and vibrant. And um, it reminds me, like, wow, that's right. There's always newness just around the corner if I can access the courage to release whatever I'm holding on to and move towards the newness. Kind of reminds me of when I moved, packed up my bags and moved myself to Colorado almost five years ago now, um, having grown up in Wisconsin, United States. You know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing back then either, but I knew that it was time for something new. And I knew that I, I couldn't, I didn't feel so alive in Milwaukee, Wisconsin anymore, where I had been living for many years and bartending and going to school on and off. And so I found that courage inside of me to dive into the unknown and found myself in Colorado, which is, you know, to me, that's home for me when I'm in the United States. Um, I have very much family that I, blood family that I love in Wisconsin, but when I think of what feels like home to me um, when I'm in the U.S., it's Colorado. So here I've done it again, <laughs> and this time it was a bit bigger of a shift, but, you know, the simple act of waking up and drinking my tea in this new environment is so exhilarating, and I've been accessing so much creativity and joy and, and you know, emotions and tears and it's just it's a new experience and it I feel so alive I feel so alive right now mm. so I'm grateful for that for the newness and the opportunities so many of us have to access that if we really want to what a fucking blessing <laughs> ah, so yeah and and with that aliveness has come this newfound sense of, of gratitude. Um, I consider myself someone who who really makes it a point to live in that state of gratitude regularly, even before I came here. And even so, since then, <sighs> I found myself just feeling such deep moments of gratitude. Um, for instance, the other day, my new, dear, incredibly twin flame sister, Andrea, that I've met out here, took me to her favorite local massage spot, and holy shit, oof, Leah, the masseuse, she rocked my world. It was the best massage I've ever had. I was already feeling so, so, so grateful and blessed and held. And then I walk outside of the room, and they have this little plate of fresh fruit, papayas, mangoes, pineapples waiting for me with a hot cup of tea. And I just started crying. I just felt so grateful. I couldn't help but cry. And so I see myself accessing new levels of gratitude. And it's really beautiful. Ah. <sighs> So I want to know if you're listening, what are you feeling grateful for today? 
If you feel called to tap into this with me, I invite you to pause this podcast in just a minute here. (sighs) Take a few deep breaths, ground into the allness that is you, and just ask yourself, what am I so grateful for right now? What are one of the, what are some of those blessings that exist in my life that I forget to even remember our blessings at times, you know? And so that's the invitation. And if you're feeling so called, I invite you to screenshot this episode right now. Post it on your social media, in your stories, on your wall. Tag me at relationship badass. And you can use hashtag gratitude challenge. And let me know in that post what it is that you tapped into today for your own sense of gratitude. Hmm, I'd love to hear from you guys. (sighs) Ah, Okay, so for today's episode, I'm interviewing the angel, the beautiful man I've been so honored to be in partnership with for these past few years. His name is Warren. And... I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you all. Um, so you get to witness our dynamic. Now, this episode was recorded after our separation. Um, actually, one of my final days in America, he came down and we spent the, the evening together and we recorded this conversation. So what do we talk about today? Oh, well, I will tell you, this is the juiciest conversation I've ever had on the podcast. So grab yourself a beverage and get ready to be wowed. Warren and I go into all sorts of things in this episode. Warren's going to share about what it was like to enter partnership with me almost three years ago. And we talk about some of the challenges and some of the joys. And uh, we talk about what it was like for him when I started introducing all of these tools and these communication techniques and ways to talk about our emotions and what that felt like for him, kind of as as the one in the relationship who wasn't leading that train. So I think this is going to be valuable for a lot of you out there because, you know, in my years of relationship coaching, what I see oftentimes is there's often one person in the relationship kind of leading the, the, um, authentic relating or the intimate connection or the communication side of things. And so, you know, he talks about what that was like for him and, and, you know, how at first it was kind of like, what the fuck? And, and, you know, over time, how he stepped into that, um, the benefits he's received, um, the challenges. So I think that's going to be very, really valuable for you all. He also shares about how what he learned in our relationship ended up affecting all of his relationships, including his relationship with his mom. After we talk about our relationship for some time, we shift and we talk about this recent open-hearted separation we've had. Warren shares what about this separation has been really surprising to him and um, You know, me and him kind of go back and forth talking about why we think we've been able to separate in this way with so much love for each other and and so much high regard for one another and and truly with just these wide open hearts. 
So we talk about it all today, y'all. We talk about the beginning of the relationship, the interworkings of the relationship, and of course, the separation. <laughs> so without further ado, I invite you to get cozy, turn the volume up, and get ready to receive. Here is Warren Kistenbroker. There we go. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, Warren. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I can be normal. <laughs> what, are you getting nervous? Yeah, I'm getting nervous. Which <laughs> is weird. I never get nervous making a podcast. Why? Because I'm on the podcast? I don't know. I just feel silly inside. <laughs> okay. As soon as you hit the record button. I know. I got weird. Straight weird. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm awkward. I'm awkward. <laughs> I wasn't awkward. 10 seconds ago, but here I am. Yep, pretty much. Hey guys, it's Awkward Nikki here. <laughs> she is awkward. <laughs> this is very true. Alright y'all, for real. I can be not awkward right now. Because I'm here with a very special human being. Do you guys recognize his voice? Probably not, because you've never heard it before. But his name is Warren. Hey, Warren. My name is Warren. <laughs> I've dated Nikki for the past, like, two and a half years, almost three, and I'm sure people listening to this podcast probably know more about me than I am than I even know they know. <laughs> I'd say that's probably true. I know it's true. <laughs> Warren, have you ever heard the podcast before? Like, a full episode or anything? I've listened to, like... Handful. A couple, like, yeah, not in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. I've listened to you make a lot of podcasts. You sure have. Yeah. Yep. So you definitely don't know how much they know you. <laughs> no. I just know that people know a lot about me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Thanks for being such a rock star. Totally. Ah, <sighs> yeah. All right, you guys. Today I have Warren here. I'm really excited to have him on the show. As many of you know, I've been talking about this for a minute. And he so graciously offered to come on here and share some things about our relationship and our separation and the love between us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, War Dog. So we got you here first time. So we got to dial it back a little bit, you know. So the first thing <laughs> I want to ask you is. What was it like for you entering relationship with me? Well, I mean, we started dating when you started going to the relationship school. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I mean, also say the person that I fell in love with, you, completely changed after you went to the relationship school. And you were a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely, you know, somewhat like hard to settle into or understand like what is happening. Yeah. I knew that there was going to be like, um, I don't know, just a lot of like healing and like emotion and things just because of like given your past. Yeah. Um, I know you're dealing with a lot. And then really when you went to the relationship school, that's definitely when I had a lot of thoughts of what the fuck did I get myself into. Uh-huh. 
I don't know what impact is. Uh-huh. I don't know what triggers are. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, how to communicate boundaries uh-huh. and, like, you know, all sorts of stuff. That so I started like, coming at you with all this language and weird stuff. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And just the uncomfortability just skyrocketed <laughs> for me. Just like, oh, cool, I'm more uncomfortable even more than I thought I could be. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I come in hot. My came in hot for sure. <laughs> with my tools and my emotions and you were a little unsuspecting, it sounds like. So in that moment, like in that moment where you're like, what the fuck did I just sign up for? Why did you stay? Um, because I thought that you were a beautiful person and you were discovering something um about yourself. Really, I saw so much like beauty and um, like inspiration and drive in you when you started like pursuing all this stuff with like diving into your own emotions and understanding yourself. Um, I knew you're on a mission, and mm. you know I'm not like <clears throat> I wanted to stay in a relationship with you because I knew you had drive. Mm. if you didn't have drive I wouldn't have been into it Okay. but because you're such a driven person uh-huh. that's like literally what like that kept you intrigued or curious enough interested in you Okay. and it was like you know I would also say like in certain moments what you were doing was almost like shamanic like deep work of like discovering yourself your inner self and like I've you know I've been to those places with myself yeah um, but you were just taking it to a whole different level. I wasn't necessarily comfortable doing it myself in those moments, yeah. as you know. But, um, you know, I, I learned a lot, and I thought that what you were doing was um, had something special. So I wanted to support it, <sighs> even though it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> so you wanted to support, and you felt intrigued by my drive. Yeah, that 100%. kept you interested. Okay. Yeah, your motivation and, yeah, I like to surround myself with, like, motivated people. And okay. you're extremely motivated. I was like, God damn, that's super sexy. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm hearing, like, even though you're uncomfortable, there were things about our relationship that still intrigued you enough that you're like, okay, I'm going to stick around for a little bit, see if we can make this work. Even yeah. Even though she's kind of cray-cray with these emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that, that evolved over time. Definitely, yeah. As far as, like, the cray-cray emotion stuff, like, it, I think, got, like, more refined. It it did. Clear and easier to understand. I mean, we went mm-hmm. through a couple, like... Do you remember that time on the porch? We talked for, like, seven hours, and you basically called me forward to figure out my emotions with my mom. Yeah, because I remember, yeah, it was, like, I know sometimes your emotions can, I don't know get like trying to pick really nice words oh you don't have to pick nice words this is a relationship badass podcast all right so yeah your emotions get wild sometimes Uh and for me i like to be emotionally stable and i also value that in my partner so Uh i mean that's what our talk was about yeah like hey can you work on trying to be a little more emotionally stable Uh because 
you know, blown up about little things and then me trying to like try and figure out what's actually bothering you. Yeah. That was like, that was a thing. Totally. And I didn't like that. Yeah. But we worked through that. Yeah. You called me forward and such a beautiful way. I'll never and forget it. Honestly, you did, I don't know, you really changed and you like really focused on that and made such a difference for us. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, because at that point it had been like two years since my mom died almost. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I'd been since she died. Like that emotional instability was just like, I was just in that for like two years. No one had called me forward in that way, like, ever. You know, I almost feel most people were trying to support me and staying there. And you, I just, I'll never forget that. I appreciate it so much. And it taught me something about how we can call our partners forward in a relationship. Because I wanted to be with you. And, like, you basically were like, I'm unavailable for this. And yeah. then I got my shit together. You did. <laughs> you really did. So thank you. And you're so welcome. For calling me forward. okay so dialing back you kind of said this but i just want to ask one more time because i think it's so important for particularly the male listeners so when i first started like legitimately coming to you in our conversations and i'm like here's a tool this is sharing impact this is how we can share our feelings with each other without triggering each other what were you honestly thinking like at first? Like at first, I was like, "What the fuck is this? I don't know what this tool is." It's just trying to tell me. I don't know. You know, I'm much more of like a physically orientated person. Yeah. Emotional stuff is like almost like a different language to me. Totally. So to try and put words on it and tools was like so weird. Yeah. For me. Uh huh. Um, but honestly, those were like the best tools ever for dealing with it. Okay, so now in this moment you appreciate the tools. So much. Yeah, definitely. I'd say like I appreciate the tools because I saw the reward in using them and understanding them. Mm, okay. Can you with, talk about those rewards? Um well I'd say like at first I didn't see the reward. Okay. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Totally. I yeah. I don't know why I should do this. Felt like pointless. Yeah, well, like, pointless and just, like, it was something new that I've never heard of. Okay. And it was, like, experimental for me to even try to think about it. Yep. Because I never really think about my emotions totally. as deeply as you tried to evoke me to. Um, but then seeing the reward in it, like, you know, understanding your triggers. Mm. That was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And understanding you as a person and what triggers you, what, you know, pisses you off. Um or, you know, evokes emotional, like, you know, brings up stuff from your past. Yeah. And then you're, like, in it or in something. And uh-huh. then instead of me being, like, I have no idea what's happening. Totally. I was, like, oh, we've talked about this. Yeah. She's being triggered. Mm-hmm. And I know she's, like, in this place that's not necessarily reality. Yeah. And really it helped me so much to navigate and understand that and not take it personally too because at first when you'd be triggered it was like you know almost um like i felt like not necessarily attacked but i felt like it was my like you did something wrong yeah okay and that like you know it was almost like um i don't know offensive to me Mm. that i like would do that or like trigger you to I would get triggered and you would almost feel offense 
like that I, I have you been, did this or something yeah like I'm offended almost okay gotcha but then learning about your triggers and understanding them mm-hmm. is like oh I'm not offended I understand what's happening totally and I can navigate this yes with the tools that you like tell me about okay and then I also noticed like you know for example like my mom mm-hmm. I can piss my mom off so easily yeah and it's terrible yeah it's not a good thing but then you know, past me is like, I don't know, my mom's nuts. Uh-huh. And then I just piss her off and I have no idea. And then after talking with you mm-hmm. about triggers, like, oh, I'm triggering the shit out of my mom. <laughs> she can't even think straight because I'm pissing her off so much. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't trigger her. Mm. And then there's this whole other dynamic that happened. Yeah. Because I understand, or like I understood, oh, I'm triggering my mom. Mm. I can learn how to not do that so she can be more resourced Mm. and not like freaking out because I'm freaking her out. Right. And you just both freak each other out. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. That I spent way too much time doing. Totally. So would you say your relationship with Maria has, or your relationship with your mom has shifted since being in relationship with me? I'd say all my relationships have shifted. I mean, even the relationships I have with my guy friends, Mm. because like I can even understand like certain things that can piss off my guy friends or things that are there like um, just things that will bother them. It's just like, you know, instead of me being offended that they got offended. Yeah. Which really is like such a stupid idea. Totally. But like it happens. But human, right? Yeah. So much. Totally. And then it's like, oh. You know, I can learn how to understand somebody Mm. and navigate around what upsets them Mm. or triggers emotions or past traumas or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. You use the word, like, understanding. Yeah. Understanding and, like, navigation. Yeah. Okay. Like, navigating around triggers, I think, is, like... Mm. Right. Because once we became aware of each other's triggers then we could do things not to trigger each other constantly because it's like, oh, I know this is going to trigger him or her. Yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. And we could do things in a way where we could still get what we wanted to get done without triggering each other. Mm-hmm. So totally. it was like, you know, instead of trying to do something that you want to do and then trigger your partner and then be confused or offended, like, you know, why are you acting this way like get over it kind of thing yeah it's like oh no we can just bypass that whole thing i can mm-hmm. still get what i want and i can understand how to navigate around your triggers so uh-huh we don't piss each other off yeah is there an example of that that comes to mind that you can share where you are able to get what in our relationship where you're able to get what you wanted in a way where you didn't trigger me because of the knowledge you had anything goes so i'd say like you know we had like some sexual trauma Mm -hmm. and i definitely would have issues when you'd be like triggered into like you know yeah feeling like you're in that moment because it would happen while we were being sexual yeah yeah and so that for me was a huge thing because it would almost feel like you know my fault or you know I'm doing this. Like you triggered me and you brought that up. Or yeah, but then at the same time I like almost was like had this kind of confused mindset of like why can't she just get over that? Mm. Because I'm not like we're not there. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. the I mean me we're here right now. 
Yeah. Um, but then learning how triggers work and like learning how that goes, mm -hmm. that really helped me navigate around that so I could still mm. express myself sexually with you yeah. without triggering you. Yeah. And that was huge. That was such mm. a big turning point. Because that led to us being able to have more full connected yummy sexual experiences oh yeah yeah totally and that's that's what i wanted yeah but you know to to get there mm -hmm. while understanding your triggers that was huge mm. for me because it removed all of the like you know ideas i have of like you know just get over it i'm offended okay. that you're like this now yep. i feel like sad i'm like sexually shut down yeah i don't even want to express myself anymore you know blah 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 yeah but yeah, I mean. After, so once you understood me, then you had like space, more space to hold. It was just like more understanding more of understanding. like, okay, she's starting to get triggered instead of me thinking like, oh, this again, or like, you know, now I'm frustrated. Yeah. It's like, this is actually a really like tender, like space mm -hmm. and it should be treated with a lot of respect instead of me getting all caught up in my own emotions. Mm. It's like, this isn't about me. This mm. is about you. <sighs> yeah so you know i'd say that was like a big thing mm -hmm. you know also like triggers with um you know when you feel like you're not considered yeah um you know going back to your mom yeah when i know that that's happening then it's like oh this isn't about i put my protein powder in the smoothie <laughs> she's not freaking out because of that it seems like she's freaking out because of that but no it's because she doesn't feel considered mm. and this goes much deeper mm. and that was like oh wow okay like because mm. you know the one time with the the stupid beer yeah stupid yeah that was like beginning of our relationship yeah that was like that was super stupid and i yeah. had no idea what was going on totally. and then we kind of talked about it then yep and then like when the smoothie thing happened, yeah, I was like, Nikki's being triggered. This is not about the protein powder. Mm -hmm. This is much deeper. Uh -huh. And I handled it in such a better way. Totally. Because I knew that this was happening. It yeah. wasn't like, whoa, she's flipping a bitch over the protein powder. Right. Like, fuck that. I don't have time for this. <laughs> That's like, more no. what was happening with the beer thing. We didn't have the tools then. That was really messy. I just remember trying to repair that. Totally. Messy. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, is there anything else that comes up for you right now that you want to share with those who are listening about the challenges, what you learned, the joys, the interdynamics of our relationship? I mean, I'd say there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. Um, I like challenges. Yeah. <clears throat> that was something that nice. kind of like was interesting for me. Yeah. It's like a lot of the tools that you kind of bring up were so far out there for me that it was a challenge. Mm. And because I like challenges, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to get super <laughs> uncomfortable and try this. And yeah. we'd like talk and share impact. Yeah. And... You know, really, I, I so appreciated those moments after 
right. learning yeah. what they they actually did in the past. Okay, yeah. In because, the moment, maybe not so much. Yeah, in the moment, it was like, this is weird. I'm going to do it anyway because <laughs> I like this girl. And then, you know, it actually had a lot of reward. And I'd say that in a lot of my relationships, too. Just, like, understanding, I don't know, I'd almost say, like, triggers and boundaries are very closely mm. intertwined. Um, mm. Those are, like, two of my favorite things that you taught me. Mm. It's, like... Learning how to identify triggers, yep. learning what triggers do to people, uh-huh. how it brings up like past traumas, uh-huh. and then also boundaries around what causes those triggers, and communicating those boundaries. I think is also like mm. so rewarding mm-hmm. because um, I don't know. As a guy, I know just in general, guys are the king of just making up a bunch of shit in their head. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that girl touched my hand she likes me uh-huh it's like no she doesn't she just accidentally touched your hand but you know guys are great at making shit up uh-huh and so to like understand like boundaries and like also like knowing how to ask about boundaries mm, like asking is, women about boundaries yeah i think it's super cool because then it's like you know for me yeah i could totally like see oh, like, this happened, maybe this girl likes me. Or, you know, you did this, maybe maybe you want this. Uh-huh. Um, and then really, I'm just completely fucking wrong. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but so learning how to ask about things. Yep. Or boundaries, essentially. Um, was really eye-opening because it removed all of the guesswork of mm. maybe that's what she wants. Maybe that's what she meant by this. Maybe that's why she said this. Mm. All these maybes in my head. Yep. If I could just learn how to be like, what do you want? Did you mean this when you did that? Mm. And like voicing it. Yep. It was like um, just a huge learning experience for me that, wow, I don't have to sit here and think about what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. I can just ask in a way that makes sense. And then... I can know and get feedback from you mm-hmm. as to what your boundaries are about what. Yeah. And I don't have to guess about it. I don't mm. have to, like, make things up in my head because right. we all know that it typically doesn't lead to anything good. <laughs> Not usually true, those stories in our heads. No. <laughs> so would you say the understanding of boundaries and triggers and communication has improved or has helped you to feel more comfortable around women just as a man? in the world oh 100 percent. okay i mean i feel like i can like ask questions that like before we're dating i would have never thought to ask questions about um and i probably like i know that i'd make shit up in my head way more yeah and now i know that like when i start to do that i should just stop and figure out how to ask a question Mm -hmm. because that's like Literally, I think maybe one of the biggest things that's changed, like, my life is, like, as soon as I start thinking of, like, maybes or what ifs, yep. it's, like, actually, brain, you should shut up 
And then let's analyze this and think of a question that would just mitigate all this stuff. That mm -hmm. Like a question you could ask the person. Yeah. 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 To get clarity so totally. that you're not doing the like maybe what ifs game in your head. Yeah. And just like, you know, clear communication too. Like it's so important. And yeah. like, you know, we, I was at a festival and this girl asked if we could make out. Yeah. And at first I said like, yeah, maybe like kind of like weird. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's not really what I wanted to say. Uh huh. And I thought about it for like a good like two or three minutes. Mm. And then I was like, actually, no, we shouldn't do that. Mm. And when I said that, I felt so much better because it was like <sighs> this weird, like, you know, like I don't want to like totally Hunter. shoot her down. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't feel good saying, yeah, maybe. Uh huh. And then it just felt so good for me to be like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it cleared up a lot for her because she's like, what the fuck did that mean? Yeah, maybe. Like, so should I do it or not? Totally. And then she knew like, oh, wow, that was so cool. You communicated your boundaries. And that's what she said to you when you said, actually, I meant no, we shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. So and it was she cool because like, well. you know, I would originally think like, oh, if I shoot her down, she's going to have her feelings. Mm -hmm. But really it's more like, oh, if I communicate clearly, she just knows and is more confident with who I am. Totally. There's no guesswork. There's no like, right. you know, what did he mean by that? Oh, right. is he playing games? She gets to interact with you more authentically too because she's not wondering like, oh, yes, maybe. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> My honor. Yeah. Pleasure. <laughs> Okay, so these people think we're real. Can you just share, like, a few of the challenges of being with me? Because they're going to be like, this is bullshit. You just keep talking about good stuff. So I don't know if you guys can tell from the podcasts or the Instagram stories um, or just the way that Nikki talks to her clients, but Nikki has a lot of energy. I tend to be a little tell. more mellow. Um, that was definitely a big thing in a relationship of like, holy shit, how do I deal with this? I was like a 6am, I am like a 6am gal and you're like a late I'm like night a dude. a 7.30am guy. I mean like I've been, you're I wake an early, up, you, I wake up you early. wake up early, but I wouldn't call you like a morning person. No, I like to wake up early yeah. and I don't like to jump up and down <laughs> or scream or dance. I like to just slowly make some tea <laughs> and like probably quiet. Or maybe like some chill house music, you know, nothing like too wild, but you know, like 90s songs blaring from the other room, from your room <laughs> at like 6.30 when I'm like slowly getting out of bed, <laughs> you know, that's, that was a, yeah. a funny aspect between us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely different energy levels. And it really helped that we had different rooms. Oh yeah. Because I mean, I could sleep like a baby and oh, yeah. really I didn't care that you'd be singing at the top of your lungs at 6 30 in the morning some days yeah i could still sleep <laughs> if i was in the room i would have been like Holy we would never shit. have made it this long no. ever uh -uh. do you remember when you asked me to move in with you and i thought you meant in the same room yeah and i got and, really awkward yeah and then i was like no 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 like we're gonna have separate rooms and you're like oh cool because i didn't really like want to share a room with you and i was like yeah tell me about it I don't want to do that <laughs> It's not going to be good. I highly recommend separate rooms if it suits you out there listening. It's very... Yeah, or if you have different energy levels, 
you know, I think it's great. Some people, you know, can like get down with that, but yeah. um, for us, it was definitely really nice to not have a singer. Yeah. And, or just, I even want to like edit what I just said to the listener because it's more like, I think there's value in having your own space, whether that be your own bedroom or your own little office or lab or like somewhere that's yours. That's not all shared your partner mm-hmm. or something like that. Cause we had a lot of our own space and I think that was hugely valuable for us. Oh yeah. Like totally. we lived together. We pretty much moved in right as we started dating. Mm-hmm. So we've lived together like two and a half years almost. And, but I, it, I never felt like, God, I need this dude out of my face. Like I never felt like I had like not enough space from you. I just always. Yeah. I like space. Yeah. Uh-huh, same. Scorpio in my fucking room too. Yeah. Don't come in my room. <laughs> the door is closed. That's how you know. Okay, so thanks for sharing some of the challenges. <clears throat> okay, so that's kind of some information about our relationship until this point. Um, most of you listening most likely know that Warren and I separated about six weeks-ish ago. six weeks and yeah so I kind of want to shift into talking about that a little bit yeah okay cool so here's my first question how did you know it was time to separate um I'd say that it was kind of like a collection of just different things that we experienced Mm -hmm. as far as like just disconnection, not wanting to go to the same events, mm-hmm. not feeling aligned when we would go somewhere together, mm-hmm. um, or just being like, you know, like obviously you don't like, didn't like coming to the a lot of the shows that I like to go to. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about that early on in our relationship. Yeah. Of like, I'm not going to go to stream two shows anymore because I don't really like them. Yep. And I'm not going to bring you to like music in dark clubs yeah that i like but you know you don't like that Um, exactly and so that was actually like really nice um to work through Mm -hmm. but i think like later on it became more apparent as like we're just different people we like doing different things Mm -hmm. um and i'd say like you know we had a lot of connection like in the summertime when we'd go hiking yeah um but outside of that, I think we led really different lives. Mm. And <clears throat> I think we did a really amazing job, like, making that work for how mm-hmm. different people we are. Yeah. Um, but I'd say, like, I don't know, just, like, towards, I mean, we went through so many different aspects of a relationship of, mm-hmm. like, trying to kind of open things up. Yeah. That really was, you know, for me, just, like, more confusing. Yeah. Um. And also it was just kind of like, you know, maybe this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. If it's this hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'd say, I don't know. I mean, I know that we were trying for like a, a good while. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like short lived. I think we yeah. really gave it a good try. But it was just like more and more, I just felt more distant from you. Yeah. We weren't doing the same things. Mm-hmm. I 
went and hung out with you for New Year's and yeah. tried to make the best of it. Obviously, you know, I really didn't like resonate with the event. Not not entirely. I still had fun, but yeah. I would have rather probably been doing something else. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, I totally knew that. Yeah, and it's like little things like that. Yeah, where like those were big signs to me. And then over time, it was just like, okay, there's just like a shit ton of these signs. Mm. You know, what do we do now? And mm. I think, you know, that weekend, mm-hmm. I wasn't really home. I wasn't yeah. really like present. Yeah. And I think that was just when we both really knew mm-hmm. shit, breaking up is the one thing we haven't tried yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I'm hearing for you is an, like an accumulation of signs. I usually like pay attention to signs. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like another big sign is like if we go on a date and we don't have shit to talk about. Yeah. That's like a big sign something is not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we don't have anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's plenty of times where it was kind of like that. In some instances, mm. where I was like, "Okay, you know, what does this mean?" Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd say it was kind of like a, an accumulation, and then it kind of got to a point where it was just like a lot of these signs. Yeah, um, and you know, that's where it was like difficult because there's so many great aspects of a relationship, mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of aspects that were missing. Yeah. And we were trying to work through that, but it wasn't really checking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, and it just made sense. Yeah. It felt like we had really tried, and it was just kind of time to try something else. Yeah. You, you said the word, like, uh, it shouldn't be this hard. So for you, what's the difference between hard and this is challenging, but we're growing here. Because that's a question I get from people a lot, like in relationship, where they're like, this is hard, but is it growth? You know, like maybe, yes, we're being challenged, but we can grow by working through this versus like, this is just hard and misaligned for you. What's the difference? Or like, how could you know the difference? I think it's almost like a personal opinion. Okay. So what's yours? Um, or it's like a, an inner standard of, hey, this is actually like pretty hard. Mm. Um, versus like this is easier like in the flow um, kind of thing where it's just like <clears throat> you know when we got together mm-hmm. that was so in the flow it yeah. was so easy mm-hmm. it just made sense yeah. you know and we had a great time together mm-hmm. towards the end of a relationship it was not easy okay you know it was like do I have time for Nikki or do I, I want to make time yeah, or am I going to prioritize, like, my business mm-hmm. or my other friends over Nikki because I live with Nikki. I see her every day. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, most of the days there wasn't a whole lot of connection. Yeah. But I guess, like, that level of hardness is what changed it for me. Mm. Um, it into realizing like that, like, actually, this is hard. This isn't yeah. easy. This isn't like, oh, we'll work on this and it's getting better. It was like... Oh no! This hard. is this is hard. Yeah. Okay. This is getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with my own emotions and 
all this stuff that came up and kind of like opened up a relationship. Yeah. It's like, oh, holy shit, I actually wasn't totally ready for this. Yeah. And we had a lot of different aspects and ideas of what our relationship was, so. Yeah, okay. Kind of hearing, like, ease build. When something's easy or in the flow and it's like, that's easy, I love following that. Mm -hmm. When I feel like something's hard. There's resistance. Then I just feel like, sadly, like, it's almost like a waste of time. Yeah. Because we should just follow our passions and be in the flow. Yep. And do things that are easy Mm -hmm. versus, you know, hey, let's try and make this work. And it's really hard. It's not really working. Mm -hmm. We can try, but to me, it was like, we've tried. Yeah. This is hard. Okay. We need to just go back to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Follow our passions. That's what I'm... Mm. I've always been about that. And that was why I wanted to date you. Yeah. It's because you were following your passions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to support that no matter what yeah. you're building your life. You always have. And I will continue to do so. Same, Doc. Supporting you too. <laughs> okay, so did you have any idea when you first got the realization inside yourself of like, okay, I think we need to separate? Did you have any idea our separation would look like? What did the past look like? No, I had no idea. What did you imagine it would look like? I don't know. You know, the worst possible thing I could imagine. Can you describe it? I just thought, like, you know, we always base experiences that might happen off of experiences that have happened mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say i've had a lot of dramatic breakups but yeah. i just that's what was my fear mm-hmm. was that we're gonna have a super dramatic breakup um and that wasn't true at all mm. what's it was what's so cool yeah what's your experience been like in the separation um Honestly, I think because we had, like, so many things we went through mm-hmm. already yeah. that working through this was, like, it's definitely harder than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But I think that we were so resourced yeah. that it was easy mm-hmm. in the sense of being able to respect each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the emotional aspect was not easy, mm-hmm. you know, our own emotions. But <clears throat> respecting each other supporting each other, mm-hmm. still being able to like love each other mm-hmm. while giving each other space to separate. Um, I thought that was just so beautiful mm-hmm. and like so cool. Literally like the coolest breakup I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. I know. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So I don't even know if you can answer this question, but like, if anything comes to mind when I ask this, what have been your favorite parts or like moments of the separation things that experiences? Favorite parts of the separation. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd say I really liked being able to help you move out. Mm. I really liked that. Yeah. I liked being to show you some sort of love mm. despite you know I 
was going through a separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like really nice for me because I do love you. I care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wanted you to think that I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to be able to express that yeah. while also understanding that we had space for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. You want my favorite part of this? What's that? Connected uncoupling ceremony is what I've been calling it. But oh yeah, that was that was super memorable when we held hands and walked off the, the bed, bed together. Uh huh. And that was like, that was our ceremonial. This is it. Uh-huh. We're we taking this step together. Uh huh. Um, I love that morning. Yeah, that morning. Because once we recognize, we're like, okay, once we leave the be- this bed, it's real. We're really done. And then we held each other for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. And cried and laughed and kissed and all the things. But we took that step together. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done anything like that. It was so powerful for me and just like clear and like, here we go. Like, I even remember us being like, like the first time and like, okay, let's do it. Step off the bed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Have there been any challenging parts of the separation for you? I mean, just like dealing with the emotions of, you know, we had a lot of ideas of like, you know, family stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd say that was probably the hardest thing for me to let go of because, um, you know, I really liked those ideas and none of it was real. Yeah. But we were kind of like building a foundation for that. Yeah. Um, I'd say that was like the hardest thing about mm. letting our relationship go was letting kind of ideas and wants and aspirations die with our relationship and that hurt um but i think that it's just part of separation yeah yeah letting go of the ideas of what that should look like Why do you think our separation is so different than any separation either of us have ever experienced in the past? Because we're both super cool people. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that our, uh, (laughs) just like our personalities and really like all the tools that we've practiced together, Mm -hmm. I think that's what made it so cool. Mm -hmm. It's, we're just resource people. Yeah. Um, I say that because we were and continue to be resource people. Yeah. So I, I really think that was the biggest thing. I think a lot of people don't have the resources mm-hmm. or like practice what we did, yeah. the things that you teach people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like if people do those practices in whatever way that they can yeah. in their relationship, yeah. like practicing that. practice it in preparation of having a good breakup right but i think it's just going to be good all around mm-hmm. to practice those types of tools in a relationship even not when we're planning to separate yeah 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 okay. totally yep. just because yeah i think that's what really made a difference for us is mm. we're resource i know a lot of people that aren't resourced um, totally you know a lot of people don't know these tools mm-hmm. and so a lot of it's like guesswork 
Yeah. I think when you start to guess and make things up is when you get really confused and conflict arises. Mm -hmm. Whereas with us, I think we bypass a lot of conflict because we can communicate to each other so well. You really didn't fight often at all. No. Which is really cool. No, I never did. Yeah. Good to know. I know. Hmm. Okay, so you've sort of just answered this, but I just want to make it really clear for anyone who's listening. So, like, if you could share from your own experience of our separation, like, two or three tips to people listening. Like, I'm imagining there's people listening who are going through a separation, because I know a lot of people who are doing that are kind of following this journey. And also people who might one day go through separation. Um, like, if you have any, like, tips from your experience. I would say, for me, I mean, as you guys probably know, I'm somewhat of a workaholic. <laughs> I love my business. As you guys um, probably know. <laughs> oh, um, they know. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd say, you know, being able to not lose your independence um, was really helpful mm-hmm. because if either Nikki and I had lost our independence in our relationship, yeah. our breakup would have been so much harder. Either of us had looked to the relationship as the mission or the passion instead of having our own yeah. missions and passions. I know that's not true for everybody, but I'd say that was like, um, that's something I really take uh, like pride in, of like really trying to stay mm-hmm. um, independent yeah. and not lose myself in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I've done that before and it sucks. It mm-hmm. takes so long to find yourself again. Yeah. Um, whereas I think, you know, in our relationship, we didn't really lose ourselves. We both came in with a 10 foot stick. Like you're not going to suck my independence boy. I'm you either woman. Right. <laughs> I didn't even think it took us a while to really take off the guard and like surrender to each other. Cause we were both so like, I'm not doing that again mm-hmm. for real. <laughs> totally. But I'd say, you know, independence is yeah, okay. super key. Independence. Um, and I'd say, like... Can I just pause you for a second? Yeah. I just want to say for the listener, having your own passion and mission doesn't have to be a business. No. Just being passionate about life, something that you care about. Because I know that can, people can hung up on that of, like, well, I don't have a business. But th- th- that's not what even what we're talking about. We happen to have businesses. But I think what Warren's speaking to is having your own... Life, passions. passions, friend groups, activities, things, so you're not completely meshed with the other person. Yeah. Is that really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a good one. Okay. Maintaining independence. Yeah. yeah. Independence, keeping your passions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'd say, like, those are the biggest ones. Maybe that's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've helped. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for the separation specifically? Well, I'm a workaholic, so that's what I did. I just worked my ass off. Um, what do you think about this? This came up for me. So I was thinking, like, some some breakups I've had, like, at the end, it'll be, like, this moment where it's, like, cool, I'm going to tell you all the ways you didn't show up for me and you weren't good enough. And, like... We didn't do that. We didn't do that. No, that's not cool. I feel that's like just, that's a huge why reason why we're still friends. I mean, that's honestly how every breakup I've had in the past... It's like emotions get high, someone's upset, it's not mutual, and so then it's like, well, you were never, blah, blah, and then it's like, well, you, you think you're so great, and it's like this, and so then you just leave the relationship, like, basically tainting the image of the other. Yeah, I mean, I 
think people do that because it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make the other person feel like shit mm-hmm. because you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both felt like shit. Yeah, but, but we didn't do that. We, we didn't need to like bring each other down. Uh huh. I don't know why, but I just I I care for you. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is tear you down. Yeah. At the end of a relationship when we both feel like shit, it yeah. just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but I know that I think it's just a natural thing that people do. Yeah. Um, in a relationship is, mm-hmm. you know, like it's way easier to get over somebody if you hate them. Totally. So if you can make up ideas of why you should hate the other person, then maybe that makes it easier. Maybe it doesn't at all. I kind of think it doesn't because this is the easiest separation I've ever had in terms of like, I don't feel like I'm dying. Totally. Like it's been hard. It's been the hardest in the terms of I've never began to build a life with someone like I did with you. So mm-hmm. that's been the hardest. And like I've never had to move out of a house weeks after a separation. That's been hard. But it's been the easiest in the sense that I still feel your connection. Like it doesn't feel like a severance on my heart. I still feel love from you. I still feel love for you. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to remain like connected to you in yeah. some way. Uh-huh. Just not relationship way but yeah. you know I still totally have so much love and support for you mm-hmm. and I, it feels good for me to express that and so like keeping that connection was important for mm-hmm. me what do you feel from me towards you the same thing mm-hmm. just like love and support and mm-hmm. like I don't know I definitely feel like a lot from you and I'm so grateful for everything supported and like helped me do helped me do so much with your support and that's like really what I love about you so much is you're such a supportive person Beautiful eyes. <laughs> I get lost in yours every time I look into it. Okay, let's see here. Okay, so do you believe this separating with an open heart? That's what I'm calling it. But basically, what we have done, do you think this can be taught and people can learn how to do this? I think you are teaching it. I think everything that you are teaching is part of mm. this. Mm. Like the relational foundations, you mean? Uh, the relationship, like relationship tools, communication tools, yeah. um, like boundaries, communicating boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of those things are so valid in yeah. our breakup of, I need space. You told me I'm going to go away and, you know, I, I need my space. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for me, I was like, cool. I know that you need space yeah. and you know, there's like probably times I wanted to text you, but I didn't mm-hmm. because I didn't want to like make it harder for you. I wanted that to be easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like you communicating what you needed. Yeah. Super solid. Mm. I didn't have to navigate anything. I mm-hmm. just like knew what I could do and what I shouldn't do. Yeah. Okay. So it helped you to show up for me as I did to you.
can be learned, folks. It can be learned. Okay, wow, I can't believe we went and made through all these questions. Wow. Okay, so my last and final question is, is there anything else that in this moment you want to share for these beautiful humans listening to hear about relationship, our relationship, separation, our separation, me, 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 me? Yeah, I feel like we've covered like a lot of just like some really good topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. relationship skills that have changed all the relationships in my life and I know you're going to help so many people cheers you did it cheers you did the podcast did the podcast (laughs) Hell yeah, I'm a real person. He's real, you guys. <laughs> you guys, I always joke to Warren that like all these people probably think I made you up because I just talk about you a lot and posted maybe a handful of pictures, but pictures that are made up. I mean, I've met people and I've been like, hey, I'm Warren. And then they're like, oh yeah, I follow Relationship Badass. And I'm like, oh, so you know me really well. <laughs> I just met you. What, what do you know about me exactly? <laughs> Everything great. good thanks for but you know now your like followers know that you know more about me my experience through the relationship all the weird quirks we went through to get where we are now and Mm -hmm. how it all kind of came together to be what we are now Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay final question it's easy it's a yes or no so truthfully honestly in your system All of the discomfort, the challenges, the weird quirks, the practice that was annoying at moments, all of the shit we went through to become who we were, was it worth it? 100%. Sweet. 120%. 120%. It was so worth it. (sighs) And like, you know, like I said earlier, I like challenges to me as a challenge. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do something with my emotions that I've never even thought of doing. I'm going to try and explain them. (laughs) Or I'm going to try and navigate them and clear like clear boundary like communication Mm -hmm. you know that stuff was so over my head and so weird but really seeing the reward in it like i'm so grateful to Mm. have experienced it with you Mm. literally you're like the coolest person i've ever dated learned from learned so much from you and like Mm. i said i'm so grateful I probably wouldn't have this business without your support. Mm-hmm. Might not be talking into this microphone right now. Right. <laughs> you encouraged me a lot when I was really fucking scared. I know. I pushed you. Yeah, you did. And you did it. I did it. Thanks to your pushes, though, seriously. Yeah. You're part of the reason I have my dream life right now. Thanks, man. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yay. Okay. Signing off.
Hello again. And oof, how was your experience of hearing that episode? Hmm. I want to know. What did you gather? What resonated? What was maybe confronting or confusing? As always, please bring me your questions, your curiosities. I love hearing from you guys. Now, as you heard in there, Warren shared how much what he's learned for me in terms of communication, boundaries, um, and relating skills has served not only our relationship, but all of his relationships with his female friends, with his male friends, with his mom. And so I want to put an offering out there. I'm in a boot here in Bali for another three weeks, and I have some space for five single sessions. So what do we do in a single session? Well, if you're out there and you're in relationship, whether it be romantic relationship or a really intimate friendship or a relationship with your parents and you're struggling and you're you're struggling to meet each other and you know you can figure this out, but you might need a little help. Well, I'm here for you. So um, these single sessions are are really powerful. I've had I've had many of them. And so this is what a client of mine named Miles has to say about our single session last week. Um, he reached out from, to me because he was seeking some clarity and guidance to apply to his romantic relationship with his beautiful partner. So we met for a single session, and this is what he had to say. Nikki is a badass. She made me feel like a badass. More importantly, she guided me to remembering that I am not broken and that there's nothing wrong with me. While facing some of the most challenging blocks in myself and my two-year relationship, Nikki guided me back to my power. She, first of all, gave me breakthrough insights that had an immediate effect on me and my relationship. She also gave me simple, actionable, and realistic tools and challenges to take into my daily life to unleash my divine masculinity for myself and those around me. I'm so grateful for the invaluable guidance she was able to provide me with from the other side of the world, Zoom call, in only one hour. I feel like a new man. Better yet, I feel like my true, confident, powerful self again. Thank you, Nikki. So, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. I met with Miles, who's in India, while I was in America. So, no matter where you are in the world, I'm here to offer guidance. I have space for five single sessions over these next few weeks while I'm in Bali. So, if that is you, please reach out to me as soon as possible to assure that you get one of the five spaces. How do you reach out to me? You send me an email at relationshipbadass at gmail.com. That's relationshipbadass at gmail.com with the sum subject line single session. And reach out, introduce yourself, let's connect. And I would love for you to have one of those five spots if you're feeling so called. So please do that. I I can guarantee that 
you will experience major shifts in your life, in yourself, and your relationships in just an hour. So much so that if you don't, I will refund you every dollar. I'm not here to trick anyone. I'm genuinely here to help. So I can't wait to meet and help you, dear soul. Mm. And thank you all for being here and listening. In this moment, I feel grateful for each of you. You for choosing to show up here. You for choosing to listen to something that can be a little bit confronting and choosing to up-level your toolbox, your relationship toolbox for the benefit of yourself and everyone in your life. I see you, warrior badass, and I'm fucking proud of you. (laughs) Oh, what a joy it was to come in connection with Warren and record this conversation for you all. I do hope you receive massive value. And as always, share this with a friend if you think it could benefit them. If you're feeling really ballsy today, you can scroll down to the bottom of iTunes where you listen to this podcast tap one to five stars to leave me a rating and write a review about your experience. Let others know what you've gained from this podcast or what you've experienced from listening here. (sighs) Signing off here today with a heart full of so much love, so much trust in the mysterious depths of life and the future. And wishing you all a beautiful day. Mm. Mm. Sending kisses right to your tender heart. I love you. I honor you. And I will catch you in the next episode.